0: Hello and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week I'm bringing you no nonsense, no BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello everyone, it's Andrea with the Profitable Practice Podcast and today I have my friend Dave Smith on the show and he is going to share so many amazing tips for you. We're going to talk a lot about email marketing and really break it down to exactly what you need to do, what you need to write in your email, how many emails to send and he gives it all away. And the biggest thing that I said in here, and you'll find as we get into the interview shortly, is that I said, copy what other people are doing. So I strongly encourage you to go to maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash newsletter, get onto my newsletter and literally copy sort of how I write my emails and um, just kind of regurgitate that with your own list and nurture your own list the way we're going to describe. So without further ado, let's get to Dave. Okay. Hey, Dave. How's it going?
1: Hey, good, Andrea. Thanks so much for having me on the show today.
0: Of course. Now, please introduce yourself so everybody knows why I have you on the show.
1: Yeah, my name is Dave Smith. I've been a personal trainer for, oh, geez, a long time, uh, 16 years now. And I guess my claim to fame was I was chosen as Canada's top fitness professional a couple of years ago in 2013. And that was uh, a big part of my business really exploding. So... Yeah. We met, uh, you were a guest on my podcast and so now I'm returning the favor.
0: Yeah. And, and that was for an online summit that you're putting together. Correct.
1: Yeah. One of the groups that I really specialize in working with is women that are going through menopause. And you know, I do know a lot about the topic, but just by the nature of being a man who has never experienced menopause, it's really good for me to reach out to people like yourself who are an expert in certain areas. And yeah, so you're one of my expert guests.
0: Now, an online summit is really something that I think a lot of us think about doing, including myself. Was that difficult to to do? Like, it just seems so daunting. It seems like there's so many moving parts. Describe how that process has been for you.
1: You know what? Actually, it's been an amazing process. And I, I credit it all to having done this podcast. So I've, I've been doing my podcast not that long, uh, four or five months. And the title? Uh, it's called the Make Your Make Your Body Work, the Make Your Body Work podcast. So you can check that out on iTunes. Um, the great thing about podcasts is it gives you a reason to connect with other professionals. And everyone knows that networking is really important. But if you don't have a reason to re- reach out to someone, it's really hard to email someone and just say, hey – Let's maybe consider doing work together. But when I reach out to people and say, hey, I've got a podcast, this is how many thousands of people listen to it, I want you to be an expert, the chance of them saying yes is pretty yeah. high, and then it le- I can leverage those relationships for things like this summit.
0: Yeah. Because as I said, I, that's like one of my dreams, but I'm always sort of like, oh my goodness, now I have to make all these pages and do all these interviews. But I mean, the way you did it, it was, it was so informative and it was so like, it was touching on the spiritual side, the mental, emotional side and all of that. And I think that was just wonderful. So in case it's already passed when people listen, what is the summit that you did?
1: Yeah, it's called the Menopause Wellness Summit and I'll I'll give you the link to it so people can see the landing page and learn a little more what it's about. Um, But again, the logistics of making a summit work are, are way easier than you would think. It's literally a series of interviews, and then I create documentation and questions and worksheets that go along with that. But then the way that I'm hosting it, actually, is through a private Facebook page. And so when people register, they get access to it, and everything's delivered through the Facebook page. So oh. it's r- really great for creating community, yeah. and it's a really great way to keep it private without having to create all kinds of crazy website stuff.
0: What a smart idea, and that takes out so much of the cost as well when you're just hosting it on that. So kudos to you, and that also leaves it open for anybody else who wants to do this, that It's literally like that easy. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be on a, you don't have to buy a new website. You don't have to do all of this, that, or the other things. So it's a complete digression to what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) But um, I always like to ask, because you're in the healthcare industry, and I know it can be a grind for naturopaths, for personal trainers, for nutritionists, where is it that you think we as a community tend to fail when it comes to putting on that entrepreneurial hat?
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things, and I I can say this because I went through it myself, is I think we focus too much on programming. And I remember when I started as a personal trainer, I thought that the exercise programs that I made We're going to be the ticket to people's, you know, weight loss and fitness. And I think a lot of other people in the wellness industry do that as well. You know, think that it's our education that's going to get us there. And that is so missing the point. When I changed my mindset and stopped focusing so much on the specifics of exercise and started focusing on caring for clients and connecting clients, what a world of difference. People are looking to be cared for and people are looking for community. So if you can do that in your business, somehow make people feel like they're really special without investing hours and hours of your time, because none of us have that, and then also build a community into your programs, it's a game changer.
0: Now, you do have a key program that you do offer based off your website. So I know you said programs, we get so involved in the programs, but I do find that most companies do need like a signature program to kind of entice people to take that first step with you. And yours is the 10 in four program. So -hmm. would you agree with that point that it's nice to have sort of a key program just to get people sort of like, yes, that sounds perfect. Let's do it. And then you can start nurturing them afterwards. Or how do you approach that?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And my flagship program is this 10 in four challenge. And it took me a while to develop one that really resonated with an audience and got results. And once I've got that, then I really think about, there's this concept, it's called the value ladder. And I'm sure you've heard about this before, but it's getting a customer on sort of that bottom rung of your yeah. ladder. And usually it's a very introductory, Sometimes free product or program, and then start to work them up the ladder as they gain confidence in you and you build that rapport. So for me, I do have free products, but the 10 and four challenge is actually very low on my, on my ladder. It's only $150 product. So I'm not asking for a huge commitment. But my goal is when someone has done that program, they've learned the basics, but way more importantly, they've consumed so much video content of me that they feel like we're best friends. And you know, I've got that relationship.
0: So describe that then, describe the content. So for most of us, we would think, you know, we're having in office visits. So what do you mean by these videos that you're promoting to help to nurture your clients?
1: Yeah, it all goes back to, you know, thinking about your business as a scalable opportunity. So at one point I was doing face-to-face training sessions with clients and just realized that business model is so broken because I only have so many hours in the day as do you, as does anyone else in that wellness industry. How can you scale your time to touch more lives and improve more people's lives? And so for me, the program, when someone registers, I use the same um, sort of ideas I'm using with the Menopause Summit. They're part of a Facebook community so they can interact with other people and they can realize that, hey, I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not weird in what I'm going through. But the program is actually drip-fed to them through an email system. So every day for the 28 days in the program, they get me in their inbox and it's video content. And then they have a question that they have to answer in the actual Facebook group. Cool. Yeah, so it does. It actually creates a really great relationship, and I, I do, from what my clients say, I really do believe that they feel like we know each other quite well afterwards without me actually having to provide individualized programming.
0: And what sort of emailing software are you using to conduct this?
1: Yeah, I use MailChimp. Uh, it's a great program, really simple to use, and they have an automate, automation feature that takes care of all the emailing, and then just integrated that with my WordPress website.
0: Now, I also see that you're doing webinars because you do have some webinar recordings that people can watch on your website as well. And before I forget, what is the website, just in case people are curious?
1: Yeah, you can check it out. Makeyourbodywork.com.
0: Okay, cool. So webinars is, of course, something else that a lot of us touch on. We, we want to do, we, we feel that it's something that we should be doing. How was that process for you doing a webinar? Like, how was it, you know, getting people to show up and, and talking to basically your computer without knowing how people are <laughs> taking it? It can be a bit daunting, but I think it's really awesome that you're doing it.
1: You know, I found webinars, same as podcasting, actually. Before I did it, I thought, wow, that seems like a whole lot of work. I'll never do a webinar. And then I did my first one and it was just like, okay, this, I'm going to do this all the time. It's yeah. so easy. Um, so from a business perspective, I did my first webinar and there was probably 60 people on the on the webinar. So it wasn't a huge webinar at all, but my conversion rate on that webinar was just over 20%. It's
0: pretty good.
1: Yeah. Nothing else that I do marketing wise converts at 20% like that. And so really open my eyes to the opportunity. And again, it's building that rapport. People want to see your face. They want to hear you speak. You know, I spent hours and hours writing blog posts, but no one can feel like they know you from reading your words. It's got to be interaction. So yeah, I'm a huge fan. Webinars is a great way to go.
0: So with regards to getting those 60 people, you're obviously having to target people. So let's talk about some of the key marketing strategies that you've used to get those clients to your website, to get clients to your webinars, to, you know, just get clients through the door even.
1: I'm going to reveal my entire sales funnel here. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I, I do use Facebook ads quite extensively. So sort of my funnel to sum it up for you is a Facebook ad sending someone to really valuable targeted content on my blog and sometimes that's a podcast sometimes it is a blog post but all I'm doing is getting them to be familiar with me familiar with my brand and then I have a tracking pixel that I can retarget them As I want to move them up this value ladder, so uh, I'll use actually uh, women going through menopause as a good example. I send them from Facebook to a podcast that I did with one of my clients that came through the Ten and Four Challenge, and she just so happens to be a menopause, and she just so happens to have killed it in my program. And so she talks about the changes in her life and all these results she got. Then I retarget those same people that visited that podcast and ask them to attend one of my webinars, and a little trick behind the scenes: My webinar is actually a pre-recorded webinar using a software called Webinar Jam, and yeah. it it is it is awesome. I can't say enough good things about it. Basically, it makes the webinar look and feel just like it's a live broadcast. No one would ever know that this is pre-recorded. There's comments, there's interaction. It's amazing. So after I retarget people back on Facebook, they come through that webinar, and then at the end of the webinar, there's a one-time offer that gives them a special promotion or special promotional price on joining one of my programs. And that's how I get them in the door. That's working up from a free offer to a cheap offer, and then I start to build that rapport and work my way up the the value ladder.
0: And I know it sounds so salesy, but quite honestly, guys, we can completely do the exact same thing with with naturopathic medicine, with nutrition. And I know that, especially in Ontario, we're very much regulated with regards to who we can start treating as patients. I mean, they have to be able to live in Ontario, number one. They have to be able to come into the office for a physical examination. So if you, the nice thing about Facebook, as I'm sure you're doing, is you can target it dramatically by location, age, you know, interests, all of that. So that's the one thing about Facebook ads that I find phenomenal. And I really wanna thank you for sharing your funnel with us as well, because it's a very simple and easy to make funnel and it's not expensive. The things that you're using either,
1: you know, and I can just, if I can encourage people when they start using Facebook ads, just be very patient and test, test, test. I remember when I first started and I didn't know anything about Facebook ads and was sending people to my homepage on my website. Jesus, I'm so embarrassed that I ever did that, but I remember paying all this money and I was waiting for some sort of result and it, there basically was none. And that was a point where I could have stopped, but instead started to learn about landing pages and how to target niches um, on a a smaller niche. And then you can start to see the results change, your cost per clicks change, your conversion rates change. And once you figure it out, it, it really is just a system that you can replicate over and over again.
0: So we've got the people in, we've got the leads generating. The most important part of running a successful business is now the nurture. It's about building the relationship as you've already touched on, but let's go into deeper detail for the um, majority part of this call and really help people understand in-gym, in in-person in retention, as well as sort of staying on top of mind and how you can exactly nurture your clients, your patients, so that they continue to want to use you. They continue to want to come in. They continue to want to refer you to their friends. Let's talk about that because I know you're really good at that.
1: Yeah, you know, and it all comes back to email marketing and just having that sort of Continual contact with with your clients or prospective clients. So, the way that I have it set up, when someone comes to my website and opts in, they give me their email address for that first free item, you know, low value, uh, quick little win there. Instantly, they're going to be added to a list corresponding to whatever product they just asked for. And I always start out with three emails, regardless of whatever list they sign up for. They always get three very similar emails. The first one is. I get to know Dave email. And I sort of disguise that as delivering whatever product that they wanted. So if, if you, for natural pass, say you're giving away an ebook that was talking about digestive health, you need to deliver that ebook. But the mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is their first email is here's your ebook. And Enjoy. then that first yeah, yeah. they click on it or maybe they don't even click on it and then they're gone. So instead, I tell a fair bit about myself. I really, again, trying to think about building that relationship and tell them, in humble terms, why I am so good and why I can help them. And as they navigate through reading this story, in there, I do deliver what they were looking for. you got to give them whatever it is that they wanted to download, but they just learned so much about me. And then when you do email marketing, the most important part of your email is the PS. everyone re- everyone reads a PS and so at the end of my first email, I'll put a PS and I say something like, tomorrow you're going to hear from me again the title of my email is going to be and this is why you need to open it mm-hmm. and it just sort of sets that mind frame that a they know that we have a relationship started this wasn't a one-time take my ebook and yeah. go and b, be ready for it tomorrow there's sort of this anticipation because you got to have a juicy subject line for that whatever's coming tomorrow but then people are expecting it and the chance of them opening that it just goes through the roof So that is the second email. The second email is I deliver on that promise. So for me, it is the webinar. I say there's an exclusive webinar coming up. It's related to this thing that you just downloaded. Can't wait to have you there. So in the second one, I'm hoping that they sign up for that webinar. Again, I use a PS at the bottom and say, but tomorrow I'm going to be back with something else. And again, I give them a little tease. And that next thing is directing them back to my podcast. And for me, my podcast is a great way, again, to build that rapport. If they're not into going to webinars, which some people aren't because there is like technical know-how required to do that, at the very least, I want them to check out my podcast because I'm confident once they do that, they'll come back. They'll, they'll check it another episode. So that's the start of it. Your question, I guess, kind of got on a little bit of a tangent there, but email marketing is key. They've already had three interactions with me before I've ever actually interacted with them, you know, intentionally. Right. And then from there, I that's the three that I always do, those three emails. And then I have them on a master mailing list that every single week I'm in touch with them, every single person that I've ever had join my mailing list at least twice. A week? With Twice a week at least. Sometimes more depending if I'm coming up with a new product or service. But guaranteed that they're going to get a podcast or for you listeners, it might be a blog post or an article you've written. And then the second piece, and this is new to me. I just started doing this maybe six months ago. I send just a personal email and it's just talking about my life, something I've been doing, somewhere I've been traveling, but it always ties back to some sort of inspirational story that's related to health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And again, I just can't say enough about this. When I first started doing it, I thought, oh man, does anyone care about you know what I did last week? but they do the responses that I get from those emails far surpasses when I send out informational content.
0: And do you ask them to reply? Do you ask them to do anything in those emails as well?
1: A hundred percent. There's always a call to action. So the informational ones that I send the call to action is click here and listen to my podcast. If it's just a personal one, quite often I'll use the phraseology that says click and then in quotes reply mm-hmm. to this email. And the reason I do it in quotes is to show that I'm actually, actually thinking about the steps that they would have to take. So they have to click the reply button mm-hmm. and then tell me or, and let me know. And I'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And, and people do, you know, every day. And it is a process that I have to respond to those emails, but those are going to be the clients for life. Those people that I actually emailed on a personal level.
0: Yeah. And are you also seeing clients in office? Or are you predominantly doing this virtually?
1: I'm 100% virtual at this point. Okay.
0: How was it in the beginning though? So now let's kind of step back a few years. Were you always virtual or did you have a gym and you're seeing personal training clients there?
1: Yeah. You know, I did the very stereotypical personal training route. Started as a personal trainer working in people's homes actually. Oh, wow. And opened okay. Up- yeah then I opened up a very small studio out of my home and then actually built a studio and had personal trainers working there and I always sort of thought that was kind of my pinnacle i 'm going to be the studio owner and it goes back to that message we talked about earlier that idea of being able to grow and expand and remove yourself from the equation, having a scalable business. I quickly realized all I did was keep a whole lot more stress on myself by having employees and having a facility so At that point, I started to toy with some online programs, saw some traction. This was probably about five years ago and thought, okay, this is going to be my future
0: but I'd still like to pick your brain a little bit about the brick and mortar stuff. Because a lot of us, especially, you know, naturopaths, myself, we can't do a lot of those things. We can't be completely virtual because of some of the regulations that we have. Now, there's definitely some naturopaths that do have that ability, depending on who's listening and where they're from. But I'm really curious about, let's go back to how it started. So it sounded like you were very successful. So you went from in people's homes to creating your own sort of team and describe some of the successes there describe some of the headaches that followed that I'd love to know that journey too and let's also tell people your background because you're not just a personal trainer you also have a, a huge history in business did you not go to school for business and marketing and all that too
1: yeah yeah like my first undergrad is in marketing so that's right. yeah, definitely definitely a business background um, okay, lots of questions there. so yes. I guess i 'll start out with being back in the studio. When I opened my own studio, my mindset again was scalability. How can I scale my income without using more of my time? And one way to do that is to have employees working for you. So I had employees trainers that I would do their marketing on their behalf and they would come in and fulfill the actual face to face client time so that that is one way to scale but it 's not infinitely scalable unless you 're going to keep on building more and more facilities and franchise, mm-hmm. which i guess I guess you can do that it just wasn 't for me. But the one thing that I think your listeners could really relate to is I started to augment my programs or supplement them with virtual components mm-hmm. and, and that 's actually how I made that transition. So I had a lot of clients that were very well to do clients, and in the summer, they would travel around the world or go live at their cottages, and so I wouldn 't see them for two months. And there's two problems with this. Number one, I wasn't getting paid for two months. And number two, quite often they would come back and be in worse shape than they left. Obviously, that makes sense. And so my foray into online business was creating, um, it was a membership website where there was streaming video content that was taking people who were on vacation through workouts that they could do without any equipment. And so I don't know how that relates to your your, uh, viewers here. I'm not sure if that's something that's within, you know, Uh, rules of being an atropath, how much you can provide a service virtually. But that is an example of how the two were tied, you know, hand in hand.
0: And then where was it that you really found that pinnacle switch where you're like, I can go from brick and mortar to, you know, being sort of that laptop lifestyle. So how did you transition to that where you're like, okay, this is I'm going for it?
1: Yeah. you know, Well, it is that first program. So even though I've pivoted my business so many times and in retrospect, selling online workouts is not a good business model. There's just so much free content out there. But the moment, the light bulb moment where I realized I can make a living online was when I had my first customer sign up for my online program who I had never met in person. And this was huge for me because, yeah, meeting someone and spending time with them as their personal trainer, of course, they're going to buy, you know, other products that you sell. But when someone comes and says, hey, I heard about this, this will work for me and I have no relationship with that person. I was like, okay, this this is an opportunity.
0: Well, this is where business, I'd like to say, is predominantly going. I mean, for you not to have an online store of some way, shape or form, you're missing out on a huge piece of the marketing puzzle. So while no, as a naturopath, we may not be able to take on patients this way, we can definitely put together just informative programs that people can buy and then definitely nurture them the exact same way that you've described. And I think those three emails that you talked about, and yes, it's every single day, guys, like, I've talked to um, a number of different um, clients and they're just so afraid of sending an email. Even once a month seems like it's too much. Uh And you really do need to get in there just like a commercial, you know, feed, 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 feed. And then they're like, okay, I get it. Like they're giving me tons of stuff. I get it. You know,
1: you know, and I was really afraid of that. Even when I went from once a week to twice a week, I remember thinking, oh, you know, everyone's going to unsubscribe from my mailing list. And I had a paradigm shift. And now when people unsubscribe, geez, I have probably have 50 people a day that unsubscribe from my list, to be honest with you. Does that not hurt you? It, at first it did, <laughs> yeah. at first it did, but now the way I look at it is if they don't want this information that I'm providing, the chance of them buying something from me is pretty much zero, so get them off my list because I'm paying to have them on my list. Yeah. I, I want a targeted list of responsive consumers who care and who want to buy future products and services that I sell.
0: Now, where did you learn all of these marketing tools and strategies and um, newsletter tips and things like that? Because I'm sure... Maybe you did come up with it all on your own, but I've seen these strategies be implemented with, through other means, so I'd love to know the resources that you use.
1: I didn't come up with anything on my own. I'll okay. just clarify. I'm <laughs> stealing this from, from everywhere. Um, I'm a big podcast listener, so one of my favorite podcasts has been Smart Passive Income with Mm. Pat Flynn and he has uh, basically, uh, you're familiar with his podcast, I assume? Yes,
0: I've heard an interview with him once. I didn't know who he was prior to that and apparently he's a big deal. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he is a big deal. (laughs) He he basically lost his job as an architect and started out selling eBooks online and exploded. But now he has some of the best entrepreneurs in the online space as guests on his podcast. So it's pretty neat if you go onto his podcast you'll very quickly learn about all these other entrepreneurs and they all have podcasts too. And, uh, you could spend your life listening to podcasts, but th- that's honestly where I started.
0: And another thing that I, I would probably emulate is when I log or when I sign up or subscribe to these people's websites, like for you, for instance, I could easily go to your website, subscribe, I will look exactly as the format of their emails, how often they got sent to me, and I'll literally kind of copy that format. And there is nothing to say that we can't do that. I mean, it's not plagiarism. I'm not copying it word for word. But if you look exactly like, yes, it says, hi, I'm Andrea. And before you download your free ebook, here's a little story about me. And you literally follow that formula and it works. If other people are doing it and it works, we, why can't we do it and have it work for us too?
1: Yeah, I agree with that point. And one thing that I've done that's actually been very valuable is I joined lists across many different industries, and I just keep an email folder. I think I call the folder good sales copy and just put all these emails in here. And some of my best emails have had nothing to do with health and wellness. Uh, I'll t- uh, Yeah, I'll give it away. Here's probably my best responsive email that I've ever sent was the subject line is, I want you to text me. And then I start off by saying, here's my personal cell phone. Crazy. And I stole that from some business list that I got on. And basically my email was, I want you to text me. Here's the reason why. And it was, I was about to launch a product. So I'm trying to generate that rapport. The number of people that emailed me and just kind of said, oh, you're crazy. Or "Thanks." some people were like, thanks for giving me your number. I'll use it." it. It was a hectic day. But the sales for that program were the best that I've ever had. And I really credit it to that email. So there you go. You can steal my, my best email ever.
0: And I, I do the same thing is when I follow somebody who I love and I feel like I'm getting to know them as well. I very rarely delete their emails and I just put them into people to follow, people to follow yeah. and kind of just go back to it. And when I'm struggling for content, I'll search in my Gmail and just see all the emails that come up with those terms and just kind of use it. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh,
1: Not at all. And that, what you just said there is probably the biggest value because to sit down, especially if you're going to get into email marketing two, three, four times a week, there is writer's block. I'll sit down in front of my empty MailChimp screen and just think, what the heck am I going to share? And I do exactly what you do. Okay, well, what what did Pat Flynn say or what did Neil Patel say or whoever it is and then modify that?
0: And outside of podcasts, have you gone to courses or masterminds or have you done anything like that to also help build this wonderful sort of um, marketing strategy that you've created?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've done a bunch of courses, mostly online. Um, And then I do have sort of a little, it's kind of an informal mastermind of just some friends who all work in the online space. And we get together via Skype or do uh, some Facebooking as well and just kind of, Set uh, parameters that we're going to achieve certain things in our business. And it's kind of an accountability group more than anything else. Um, But yeah, in terms of education, uh, it's all been online. I do go to some conferences, there's a couple conferences I'll go to each year, but mostly, honestly, mostly online.
0: This has been really, really great, Dave. I love, and I I do want to thank you again for giving away all your secrets. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, i gave you a couple of them Those right but if we do want ones.
0: more we know where to find you and again what's the website
1: yeah makeyourbodywork.com
0: and everyone should subscribe and then steal everything
1: <laughs> you for it. it's all yours
0: <laughs> thank you and if people wanted to get in touch with you and maybe just pick your brain over things what's a great way to get in contact with you
1: Yeah, you know, you can do it through my website. My email is just dave at makeyourbodywork.com. And if you do have questions about business, like I said, my background, before I got into fitness, I was working in industry as a marketing manager for some big companies. And that's, you know, my first passion. So I love chatting business and entrepreneurship. So email me anytime.
0: And the podcast one more time.
1: Yeah, it's just Make Your Body Work, and you can search that on iTunes.
0: Awesome. Thanks again so much, Dave, for sharing everything. And I I hope that we stay in touch and work together again very, very soon.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much, Andrea
0: and there you have it guys that was such an amazing interview with Dave and there's so many actionable steps for you to take I mean yeah we can't all do international calls and see clients that aren't able to come into our office but the elements are still the same you need to get out there and you need to nurture your patience and in case you forgot please just copy what I'm doing again sign up to the newsletter list maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash newsletter or take a peek at my seven day detox program which gives you all the email copy already and you can add your own flair while offering an amazing program and for the seven day detox it's maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash seven the number seven day detox program But above all, I really need to give a huge shout out to all the people that have sent me responses and thank yous and have let me know that this podcast is working for them because I, again, have made this entire podcast for you and to get you motivated about your business. So please keep sending those replies to me. And if nothing else, and probably the most important thing you can do is leave reviews on iTunes to help this podcast grow and get a bigger reach. So I wanted to send a huge, huge thank you to all of those people who have given me such a nice encouragement and words of support. And it's really confirming that I'm doing something that you guys really need to help to maximize your business. So this is Andrea Maxim with the Profitable Practice Podcast, and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you as always for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.